Symphony, a segment where I invite a guest or two and we have picked out an album that we have considered as a classic subjectively, but absolutely no doubt one of our mutual favorites. In order for a symphony to be constructed, some most important parts must be accounted for, such as our guests and listeners like you. Therefore, let me thank you for your ongoing support. Make sure you subscribe and listen to all of our content, including the OG episodes, the Quick Five, uh, the symphony, and a brand new segment, which I've been dropping uh, for the last month or so. Um, It's once a month or so. Um, It's our house party where 10 versus 10 songs and uh, y'all get to vote. Whoever gets the best songs under the thematic uh, gets an advantage. So that that's basically it uh, for this segment. However, uh, some housekeeping ordeals here. We'll just spin the random number generator, uh, figure out who gets to go first or second. And then uh, when we go through our list, we'll be sharing a 30 to 45 second clip of each song. Um, please order them if you can. And then we'll discuss them a bit. Uh, take a deep, deeper dive into the album with questions like how does this album compare? Uh, or rank to other albums in said genre and then to the other artists' work um, and questions like, is it underrated uh, or overrated uh, with certain tracks and also a final rating as well. So before we dive into uh, introducing our guest for today, a um, little teaser here. Uh, this When I say in every opening for this episode, we say we uh we have picked out an album where we have considered as a classic subjectively, but absolutely no doubt one of our mutual favorites. This is one of those times where it's not absolutely in no doubt. This is one of those times, tease alert. This is one of those times where I had a difficulty of uh going through this album because I've never dabbled into this album. I told this uh my guest straight up that that was going to be the case um but i have listened to this artist's music and i am a fan of hers for sure um but the thing is i don't dabble into this but because he i needed him on this segment i was like all right i'll do it it's not country so we're good (laughs) so we're good um so with that being said usually have an opening for this uh like a silly one but in this case i didn't have the time so usually I, I I find a verse or a song and I, I basically a few lines or a few bars. And then what I do is I make it my own, mm-hmm. then incorporate it in the show and yeah. it opens up with the show. So, I mean, we, I could have done Seven Rings. Sure, I could have so, done yeah, exactly. Thank You Next, Bad Take, Thank You Next, whatever. Um, so teaser alert, uh, if you didn't know, we're doing um, Ariana Grande's uh, Thank You Next. I guess this is her, what album is this? Her fourth? Fourth, fourth, fourth album. album. Okay. Why I have this guy on here today? Been a long time coming. Reoccurring, not reoccurring anymore, but he's he was one of the OGs, um, for a few episodes that we had in the past, including the fashion ones for sure. Hopefully, I can bring that one back for this summer because I feel like this summer is gonna be the first summer that we're gonna get in full swing of things, with people being out there spending their money and being 100%. in full flex, showing off their fits and shit like that. We'll find a time. But with that being said, uh, this guy's a big music head. Um, we enjoy the same genres for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> for the most part. And uh, this is my good friend of mine, John Lamb. Uh, if you can please introduce yourself. And then also give us a little teaser behind your top five list from Ariana Grande's Thank You Next. Thanks, Tony. I My name's John Lamb, as Tony said. I picked this album, and I, I would kind of agree, this is not your standard classic album. <laughs> But for me, I think 
when you were talking when we were talking about artists and we went down the list, I was like, okay, all these Kanye albums were taken. That's kind of who I grew up with. Uh, yeah, teaser like Kanye. <laughs> Kanye. Um, at the time, I, I couldn't think Cuddy. I don't know. Just where my mind went is I realized all the artists that I was listening to were just, I listened to songs, not albums. Mm. So this is one of the few that I was like, okay, I listened to the album. Mm. But I'd say I grew up on hip hop, grew up on R&B. And so this album makes sense. And I'd say the authority that I have on critiquing music mm. is I think last year I was at nine concerts. And this year, currently have five lined up. Yeah, and you just told me that there was a concert you just went to that was a top, almost a top five for you all time. Almost top five, Keshi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Viet- Vietnam zone, Keshi. <laughs> yeah, Vietnam, America. Uh, yeah, Vietnamese, Vietnamese American. American. Out of Houston, Texas. Yes, the downside sir. was at Coca-Cola Stadium, a Coliseum. Coliseum. Possibly the worst uh, one of the venues. Yeah, one of the, yeah, not the greatest venues, but yeah. All right, so what 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 became uh your premise or your strategy behind building your my top five? List? I think there's a lot of technical like oh like technically this is just a very well produced track mm-hmm. lyrics are great, but there's also a bit of man I just like listening to it. I think it, it's just good vibes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, fair enough. Okay, well thank you for being on the show. It's been what almost a year, uh, over a year over now a year, since I got you on the show. Last time I think we have you on was either a basketball episode or uh, ball, I think I think it was basketball. Yeah, I think you subbed in for top, someone. Top, uh, top five all time. Yeah, something like that or eras. Eras, yeah, yeah. Eras. I, I'm not exactly sure. I gotta go back, but yeah, it's yeah. been a while. Been a minute. A little, little, little say, but um, it's also been a while that I've seen this guy in person. So, um, right now the quality might not be as great. I do apologize. I do. I, I am lacking a bit of equipment because we did go mobile and I got my shit jacked today. But uh, <laughs> uh, on a little tangent there. But anyways, uh, for myself, you already know who I am. I am the host. Um, for this list again, going back to it, uh, this was a bit harder for me to listen to because again, um, just like my guest, actually, I listen to a lot of songs by this artist. I don't listen mm-hmm. to albums in a whole by this artist because it doesn't intrigue me as much as other artists, like such as Dua Lipa or like where I there's like six, seven songs from that same album that I'm like, okay, I'll give the other sh- tracks a shot. Yeah. Um, for this one, there was maybe two that went mainstream. Two that went viral. Yeah, two two that went big. That went viral. that went yeah, that yeah. went very like uh mainstream like uh on the radio yeah, commercial yeah. success. Um, but besides that, I mean, it could be arguably two of her biggest songs ever. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. and um, I think she got this was a Grammy nominated album. Oh, there you go. I didn't even know that. Yeah, exactly. So, but again, I I listened to songs, so this was a bit harder for me. Um, but with that being said, my I guess my criteria for building my list tonight is um, we are know she has great range, mm-hmm. her vocal range. Um, but for myself, it was just, again, uh, based on the vibes. Um, I feel like for this album, we'll talk more upon this, but I feel like for this album, she gave, gave a, I don't give a fuck vibe. Um, she let mm-hmm. all out in yeah. a sense. She was very, how do you say it? Not PG-13 anymore. Non-Disney mm-hmm. <laughs> in this album. A uh, grown woman for sure. Um, but spoke her mind. Yes, she spoke her mind. She mm-hmm. said it how she's seen it, basically. And um, in a sense, uh, there was a lot of that that I took into consideration. And I'm a big production head, so musicality was big for me in this mm-hmm. in this building this list. So, 
Um, but with that being said, let's jump into the list um, and uh, we'll jump into the random number generator first. We'll do a little refresh for you because you haven't been here for a while. Um, with the random number generator, uh, we go from number one to 25. Um, whoever gets the closest gets to go first. Um, right now, it's saying number eight. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Uh, what is your number choice? Yeah, Yo, you said eight. I got to go 24 for Kobe. All right, I'm gonna choose number one, I guess. I was gonna choose number 23, my lucky number, but I don't want to be that price is right dickhead, you know what I mean? All right, it's been a three, two, saying at 12, so what right in the middle? No, I beat you by one. Yeah, I you think. got me by one. I got I you by one, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I go, but thank the fucking lord, I go first. <laughs> um, because if I go, if I go second, then I just I'm just sloppy seconds. I have no takes on these songs, to be honest with you. You just ranked them, yeah. I just ranked them. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what he said, what he said. All right, so let's go through this list here. I think this will be a short one, no offense. It's all good. No, <laughs> if I could redo it, man, you know who I pick. Album yeah, wise. I know, I know, and it'll be a longer one. And uh, actually, it's actually good, but because right now, at the time we're recording, your man, your boy is old right now, so uh, yeah, <laughs> time for bed, time for bed. Uh, but yeah, let's go on for my fifth song here. Um, here's the thing so I, I, I forgot to mention this as well. My list, except for the first song, bounced very changed like constantly so okay. even to the very last second right now yeah five minutes from now this order can change from two to two to seven it could change yeah just because of my mood just because of what the song means at that time but mm-hmm. i know for for myself number one is is secured number two is possibly secured but three four and five is um pretty good pretty good right now but for this one, I chose a song because it is very, there's a lot of, there's a lot of instrumentation in this. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big production head, mm-hmm. as I said before. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, this song, I don't know if it was this song specifically, but there was a song that used a very popular sample in the beginning of this track. Yeah. Um, yeah. This song might be it. I'm not exactly sure, but this song had horns in it and trumpets in it. And so that, that's why I like, and also the drums and the percussion in the back as well during this time. That's why I'm going to play the specific clip. I'm not going to play the actual chorus. Um, but my number five song, because of those reasons, are is um, the song Bloodline. I know what you want, what you want from me. I know what you think, what you think you see. I know what you're looking for, but I'm complete. So I, I I know you listen to a lot of music. I know there's this uh, Jamaican song that's out there. I think it was also used in uh, Beyonce and a Diplo song as well. The 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 sample that goes. Yeah, 
yeah, I gotta send you the clip, but that that that's the one where I, I'm hearing a lot of. It gives me big Car- Caribbean vibes and a lot of island vibes to it, and it got that. It, it adds the percussion and the and the trumpets add so much groove to it. Um, that's why I prefer it at the moment. I didn't realize that that was a sample. Yeah, that's a sample. Yeah, oh it's goodness. used so many times. Actually, the first time I let, I heard of it was from a. Uh, Actually, you were just there from the UK. Um, there's a drum and bass uh, uh, group. They're called Rudimental. Oh, I love Rudimental. Yeah, and they have this one song that has that sample oh, using it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So instrumentation alone, um, great. That's why it's number five. Number four, however, this might sound a little, a little bit contradictory. Uh, sometimes production is great, but sometimes a lack of production is also great as well. I would agree with that. Um, you need when you have a lack of production and you just let the vocals do its job and just harmonies do its job, it is so bone chilling. And if it works, it's phenomenal work. And this song, I think, would be rotated either at highest, the third from for this album for me, but right now it sits on number four. But if it it won't dip any lower than six because this song is just the vibe itself. I feel like it's so peaceful. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the irony of it is that the message behind the song is so fucking sad. Um, okay, I think I know what song you're hinting. Yeah. So my number four song is Ghosting. Mm. <laughs> As you can hear, strings in the back, just simple, very ominous, very peaceful, if you want to take it that way, up into interpretation, right? It's so, the harmonies are so clean. The layering of her voice on oh, top yeah. of each other. Oh. And don't forget, she hasn't hit her highest note yet on that song. No, she hasn't. Or on this album. And that's probably the one that I think that she possibly has hit, like possibly has hit her highest note on on this album i would agree yeah she doesn't like performances no but not another off the top of my head at least not in other tracks yeah no exactly so um that's why it's there the vibes are just fucking just bone chilling um just beautiful beautifully uh composed beautifully curated um but the irony of it is a very you know it's about ghosting Mm -hmm. like you don't want to ditch someone but you also want to pick up their baggage right so Mm -hmm. Um, next one here, uh, funny thing, the irony of that message for this song is um, someone who makes a bad decision and um, to fill in their voids, I guess, in this case. And uh, for this one, why I chose this is not just a message that I feel like it's really, really well. I think this album is very relatable to everyone. Mm. Um, the message is behind every single song and the rawness that she went through. But in this one, uh, I feel like the vibe was very like, ominous that it makes sense that this is the the 
the production behind it, the vibe behind it, the title behind it, and the message behind it. Um, this song is, sits on my number three track. Uh, it was on my honorable mentions, but I moved it up today okay. um, just because based on the vibe and based on longevity, what's my play, playability for these songs. Yeah. And this one will probably be in my three to six. And right now it's sitting on three for sure. Is it because of the meaning or is it more so because of the production quality? Both. Both. more so the more so the production quality though because mm-hmm. it matches the thematic of the song for okay. me um this song is bad idea number So my thing is, I feel like that song should have been the third biggest single of the album, in mm-hmm. my opinion, just based on the, you can feel the pop, like the the pop yeah. potential it has, right? Yes. And that's the thing, right? And uh, that's why it, it was on there for me, because I'm like, this song sounds like the third single from this album that could have made commercial yeah. success. But my next one, another fucking, I don't know if it's a bad message. But I guess uh, depending on how you look at it. Um, but for this one, it's number number two because it's just playability wise for me. It just caught on to me verily. It was like cemented as top five. Like no, no problem. It wasn't gonna be in my honorable mentions. This one was gonna be there. Hmm. Just they didn't know the order. But I was like, okay, after my three, four, and five, six, and seven from my honorable mentions, I think this one was gonna be number two because my number one is not gonna be. Sh- move like it's interesting i'm i'm curious what your top two are now yeah so my number two um is the second track on this album needy (laughs) okay said bad idea could have been this third single this song could also have been the third single as well but mm-hmm. it just sounds it's more of a ballad more ballad less upbeat yes I and mean, with yeah. ariana grande we've seen her track record it hasn't been the greatest when she did ballads mm. when she had had that almost never enough with nathan sykes from the wanted yeah that never worked that didn't did, did not have the commercial success that it should have yes i agree that um but for this song just the ominous behind it, but also the reason why I played that first verse into that first line of the hook, the chorus, yeah. was because, as I alluded to before, when I introduced my, I guess, my strategy behind this album, what I've seen from this album was the rawness, mm. the emotion she let out. And she 
this is a second track. She yeah. didn't have to do this right away, and she just went all out. Yeah, she let it like here you go. This is me. I I also love about that track specifically is the way it transitioned from her opener, which is Imagine, mm. but the way that the first two songs are slower paced. Mm. With, it's with moments that are more upbeat, but just in general, it's one of my favorite one-two transitions and that fits the tone or sets the tone of the whole album. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's a bit chaotic mm. in a sense, right? And for this song as well, like you don't notice this, but like for we when like you and I, we listen to a lot of hip hop. Mm. For her, she's a vocal artist. Yeah, but you can feel her eh, from the first two verses of the song to her flow switch the mm. the pace that she went on went switch switched really like from cold to hot and it was just like more of her i guess her uh, mentality and what she was portraying out there with her words right so that yeah. that made it very like i and that's why it hooked me because i was like whoa she just she just she's just going like she she she's letting you hear it but she's going at a very fast pace yeah at this point yeah call me basic my number one song is a uh one of the two singles i was on here i'm curious as to which one because i i, I like one and i dislike one as well yes yeah, same with me okay um teaser alert it is on my answer for the next one uh one of my questions later in this list okay um questions i've sent to you for later but um my number one song here the reason why i like the song is because it fits the tone of this album also it's a single on this album it shows her independence okay but also but also i power to other women of course all the independent women shouts destiny shout but the thing is this i don't like a song where and i'll I'll, we can dive deep deep into more into this but i don't i don't think i have to but i don't like a song where it's used um it's leverage or it's power or it's commercial success is based upon name dropping Mm. and 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 i love big sean (laughs) (laughs) i'm okay with mac miller and i have no beef with pete davidson but at the same time before i let you off Make sure you check out the Barbershop Quintet podcast on all streaming platforms. Give us a like, give us a five-star review on Apple Pod, and follow us at BB Shop Quintet Podcast on IG if you want to be involved as a guest on our panel or have any topics you'd like to discuss about. Hit us up on our IG account or email us at bbshopquintetpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your fresh inputs and ideas for this pod. Let us be your top five of the day. Yo, I I couldn't get that song, but this one is a uh, seven ring. So that's my number one song, and it's immovable from this album. It's probably, if not my number one song, it is my number two song by Ariana Ariana Grande. All wow, time. yes, wow, wow, yes, wow. yes. We're gonna have very different takes later. Then when you For... hear mine, what? When you hear my list, it's gonna be oh, okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. Interesting. <laughs> that's why it's nice to have a friend on here because there's a contrast. Yes. Yep.
album released 19 this is also her, i made a mistake it's her fifth album not her fourth album fifth album okay fifth album. don't worry no one's gonna come after you be like <laughs> oh you know you're guessing no more. don't worry you're good um i wasn't at the i would think i think i don't think i was close but i think i was at a house party or some event one time and they were playing a song mm. and you know how the biggest song of that year or biggest songs of the year were on there yeah. I think One Dance was still going on. I think a lot of Drake was mm-hmm. still going on at the time. I think Cardi B just exploded for a year or two. Yeah. And when this song came out, it was a bit more low-key. There's a bounce to it. Yeah. But, man, the ladies went off to it. And low-key, like, you see the guys in the back, and they're, like, bouncing it to, to it, too. Because I'm like, yeah, it's fucking catchy, man. Like, Oh, for sure. I want it. I got it. Yeah, no, exactly. And and that, that whole verse I played for you was like, yo, like, this is Ariana Ariana Grande's side of I don't give a fuck anymore. Like relationships, fuck that. Like I got all the riches. Like oh, you got a problem? You can't afford that shit. Like I can. Like it, it's her, and I like that because there there are certain people where like you know they're not cocky. Yeah. But when they become cocky and they put it towards their music, it is fucking mm. nuts. Like yeah. J Cole, for example, he's one of the most humble guy out there. But when, when he, he gets cocky, you, mm. oh oh shit! Mm. Like watch out, world! Like fuck! Like like Kendrick, he's on your head top. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I uh, this is just me. I I prefer Cole over Kendrick. Oh, I prefer Kendrick <laughs> or Cole, but that's another story that's for another, another story. day. That's, yeah, but but then again, like you know what I mean? Like those those people that you would never think because when you see Ariana Gray busting out the scenes, you're like, oh, she's so like she's so innocent. Like she's a Disney star. Like yeah. oh blah blah blah. Like she's so cute. And next thing you know, she's like, I got she's six special. rings for all my yeah. bitches. Like, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? And I think part of the story there is she actually went and got Tiffany rings for all her friends, friends. or diamond rings. Or yeah, like for that. sure. Yeah. And she could afford it. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that is my list for this album. Man. John, take it away. <laughs> that, we have, uh, how many songs do we have overlapping? I think we have one song. Oh, shit. Overlaps. Okay. All right. So, totally different perspective. Okay. <clears throat> um... I'll start from the bottom, mm-hmm. and I was trying to think about it. Actually, I think we have two. Okay. Um, and m- this list for me, actually, part of this, and I thought about this after, as I realized I value the danceability of the song. Oh, interesting. And I was like, can can someone choreograph to this, or or there is like, is there a freestyle vibe that you can have to this? And she has a lot of that on this album. Is that what you look at when you look at music? Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes okay. it, for this, this album, that the reason why I can listen to it so holistically yeah, yeah, yeah. is because even the tracks that I don't love, uh-huh. there's just great beats to it that you can choreograph to. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So 
Yep. Number five is Ghostin, which Ooh. we both agreed with. Okay. I think for me, why I love this track more uh-huh. so than most of the album is one, it is it goes back to her her roots. Mm. Like it shows how clear her vocals are, mm-hmm. she, the tone that she carries, but there's an etherealness to the song, right? Yeah. Like just the way, the, even the the beginning part, the background, it's like a synth piano, but almost fringing onto minor keys. Uh, and then I love how it introduces the violins uh, yeah, and everything yeah, yeah, at the yeah. end. This is like this is what I wanted about. It's very relaxing too. I'd say even though this album has parts where it's bumping, it's mm-hmm. like I like this breath of fresh air. So yeah, I really yeah. appreciate it. And the layering, whoever produced this song, I think I was looking into the production, mm-hmm. but they layer her vocals on this one. Like I said, yeah, yeah, no, so it's definitely well. it's that, that definitely all her for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's my number five. Okay. Number four mm-hmm. is, in my opinion, I love the way that this album starts. Okay. Like I said, I like Imagine going into Needy mm-hmm. um, and the beat. Just, it just hits hard. <laughs> Just that, man, this song, the way it builds up, but the way that you have the piano and then you have the uh, string instruments all building up to the point in which she hits a note that 99.99% of professional musicians can't hit that note. See, you know what's funny? Now listening to it after like the nth time after you told me this, that we're doing this con- this project. Yeah. This is the first time I noticed that that was her hitting those notes. I thought that was all instrumentation this whole time. Really? Yeah, like some chime or some bell or Ah. something. But I know she can hit those notes. That's the thing. This is the only time I think her whole, in in, off top of my head, I know I know she would she hits it before because she does it live. Yeah. But that it's so high that it's it's like a dolphin cry. Oh yeah. Like a whistle. Yeah, it's like well, that's what I thought. It was like whistle yeah. or like some instrumentation in the back. I didn't think it was a voice until now. I was like, whoa, because it, there's a change every time she hits it, and she keeps it. She holds it longer, and the the, yeah. the the note goes higher as she progresses. And you're like, no offense, no offense, no offense, people don't fucking go at me, but she hits it higher than Mariah. Yes, in this song, that note is insane. Yes, for any artist, that's why I, I got to put it at that's number crazy. four. Um, yeah, and so 
my top three is very different from yours. I don't think okay. you any of the three songs here. Okay. Number three, mm-hmm. interestingly, is for me, Break Up With Your Girlfriend on Board. Oh, okay, okay. We'll talk about that. Okay. From the 32nd mark. I think for me, I love the transition once the percussions and once the beat Mm. comes in. I love that aspect. I love the, it's very simple chord progressions that are being played into that. Um, In that part of the music, this is the controversial part, I guess. I actually prefer that drop more or that, it's not really a drop, but that switch more than Seven Rings. Even though Seven Rings gets more height, I prefer that part of it. Because this one's more drastic. Yeah. This one you did not expect. Yeah. Can I make an opinion? A hot yeah, take. Of course, make your opinion. I'll say it now, but break up with your girlfriend on board mm-hmm. is the epitome of her being toxic as fuck. She is she is the weekend. She is a female version of the weekend Which on is the song. Why they are popping off right now with Die for You. <laughs> on, and like six other oh, songs right, save right. your in tears uh fucking break your heart uh they're both very toxic uh, I agree with that. fuck and then what, what's another song uh, i mean they had like four songs together and the thing was like yo low-key like i was thinking about this on the way to like from square one to hamilton i was like like it was a shower thought just popped in my head i was like nah dead ass i know they didn't date <laughs> but i know they fucked right they smashed right <laughs> they, they, they would do it they, they would, would have do done it, it. They would have. i mean they work together so much and they're both toxic as fuck i yeah. mean shit no i mean was weekend played a clip of bella hadid with swedish house mafia at their at the show at the show yeah was it coachella uh possibly yeah 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 oh the the, the video clip the no the, the recording yeah, yeah yeah for the opening yeah, yeah it was yeah. petty as shit and and take notice she released this album i think hours before pete davidson went back on like went on snl oh jeez and so like pete davidson I, I i if i remember correctly like just took shots at her on on the thing because it's like you drop yeah. this right before he's about to go on stage it's yeah. like my goodness yeah so yeah pettiness petty. pettiness petty yeah, yeah for sure yeah but I'm gonna give a pass on the like. <laughs> I'm gonna give a pass on her character. I didn't take her character into consideration mm-hmm. as I was looking at the album. Mm-hmm. So that leaves two, and these two, like I said, are very different from yours. You didn't even mention this one. Don't worry. We'll and see. this we'll one see. for me is a song that I think this one is. I just like it. Mm. This is out of all the songs on the album. This is probably one of the ones that I just like listening to, which is NASA. Oh, NASA. Yep. Even though I'm losing your control tonight, yeah, I'm just saying, baby, I can't really miss you. It's some weird, you. And when I miss you, it'll change up where I kiss you. Baby, you know time apart is beneficial. It's like I'm the universe, and you'll be here. 
NASA, I'm gonna need space. I just, there's just a certain vibe to it. Anytime the beat switches, I always appreciate that. Um, it's funny that she says she needs space and then she always jumps from relationship to relationship to relationship. Doesn't need that much space. But ignoring, again, the content, <laughs> which I feel like you have to do when it's Ariana and this album is so vulnerable for her. Yeah. Like she's really opening up in yeah, a way that we've never seen in yeah. any of her music. Yeah. Um, I just appreciate it a lot. Like I, I just like the song. I can find it super catchy. Um, and then the the there's the the background melody that I really like. The keys, the bass keys in the back. Um, oh man, I wish I took note of it. Play it again for one second, and I'll hum it. But like that flows throughout the whole song mm. in the background as, as she does it. And I love just the melody of that. Mm. I don't know what it is. It's just super catchy. But I cannot deny this album is not lyrically what I could listen to all the time. <laughs> That's, so I'll be the first to admit it. But I do love NASA. And sometimes I, I can personally disassociate myself and just sing the lyrics without thinking about the lyrics that I'm singing. Mm. That's why it's number two. Number one, without a doubt, my favorite song on this album, one of her most underrated songs, mm. even though it's not in my underrated list. Actually, it is. Whoops. <laughs> Preview. I'm like, why is it not on your underrated list when it's her most underrated song? I love, love, love when, when artists sample old um, oh, I know what you're talking about. And this one is a song that is also it was say it's after laughter was sampled by the Wu Tang Clan for mm, tears, mm. and I gotta go with fake smile for my number one spot. two things one the production on that song is so well done because if you mm. know the original song and you know the wu-tang's version what the producers did on who produced this one is happy perez and pop wanzel which is totally different from the rest of the album because mm -hmm. it uses she always uses a ton of producers mm -hmm. but they sped up the track that, mm -hmm. the, that they sampled yeah, yeah and then they used wendy's voice ah, ah, and they she does it they in the background like that okay interesting and the way that they do it just for me is like oh they thought about it to layer and to place it uh -huh. in moments that it just kind of pops. And I'm like, for me, beat switch, how it changes. And then there's almost like a spoken rap at the end, the mm. way that she sings it. Without a doubt, Fake Smile, my favorite song on this album. Mm. So 
we'll go into honorable mentions um do you, let's let's go into thoughts first do you have thoughts on my list first off let's let's recap my list then first bloodline ghost ghost in bad idea needy and seven rings at number one i don't hate any of those songs i actually really like bad idea and needy but not enough to be in my top five okay i am shocked seven rings is number one i get it yeah, I get it, especially for the culture, and especially because I only listen to Ariana Grande singles. Yes. <laughs> yes. See, the thing for me is Seven Rings is almost on my no scrubs, not because it's not a good track, but it's like I don't know if it fits the whole album. Oh, interesting. So we got different opinions on that. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm like, I think it's just too good of a single. Oh. To be on this album. Oh. Borderline. So you're saying you're saying that song is too good that it overshadows what this album should be. Yeah, and it was very upbeat too. So that's not on my no scrubs list. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That was my second. I had one. You song almost had it on there. I okay. almost had it on there. Okay. Okay. Uh, for your list, uh, recap your list again. My list is Fake Smile, number one, NASA, then Break Up With Your Girlfriend, I'm Bored, Imagine, and then ending off with Ghostin. Yeah, we have Ghostin. Uh, yeah, I mean, that works out fine. Um, ima- so imagine, in my opinion, I almost, I had it in my, like, like, there's like, what, how many songs on it? Like 16, 17 songs? On this track. 12 songs. 12 songs, 12 songs. I had like nine songs on my top five list. And the thing was like Imagine was on there because I was like, this is a this is an opening. Mm-hmm. Like this is an yeah. interesting opening. Um, but I had to knock it down a few because once I started listening to everything else, I was like, yeah. oh shit, no, 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 no. Yeah, That's yeah. a good opening, but all these other tracks are like, better. Are better in I, the sense of like production and vocal wise, right? I could be convinced in the way that you have needy. I to to swap out Imagine Media. I think they're for me they're almost the same just because of how seamlessly one and two flows in, yeah, in this album. Exactly. Um and then I'll talk about breakup later. Okay. Um NASA. That hook is annoying as hell. And that's what I love about it. <laughs> See that my thing is like so so here's where you and I differ. When we say we have a lot of music choices that we listen to that are very similar for the most part mm. the one thing that we have difference is that you listen to a lot of k-pop currently and that mm. give me big k-pop vibes that is oh, a song yeah. that could be a very k-pop song ah uh, it nasa nasa is a very pop song but i i get it I get like it, it sounds like bubblegum pop it is it is very bubblegum all right and i don't is... i don't like bubblegum pop okay. i like the dark pop shit fair, 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 fair. <laughs> uh, maybe i'm just dark i'm just dark and on the inside but anyways hey it makes sense i'm a very happy yeah person oh so. great <laughs> <laughs> well i gotta book an appointment with my therapist next week i'm kidding i don't um, have a therapist i'm too happy oh uh, yeah <laughs> you want to be my therapist for free um and your number one song was sorry fake smiles fake smiles so that was also on the on my uh honorable mentions as well. Fake smile is very consistently good. Mm. That when that the beginning of the song when that sample kicked in from uh who was it? Um after laughter. After laughter. The after mm. after 
So I did not hear from Wu Tang. Mm. Where I heard it from from before this was uh uh was it not? Let me get the song out. It's the album from a year before on the Metro Boomin's "Not All Heroes Wear Capes." So I'll, I'll play it for you yeah, for you a play second. It for me, yeah, there it is. There it is. It's borrowed love. <laughs> Sweetly and Wizkid. I don't love that. I hate that transaction transition. Transition, yeah. Because if you know the original song and you know how Wu Tang used it, yeah. I see, like, I don't know how Wu Tang used man, it. That's the thing. Oh man. Oh. Uh, uh, Do you want me to play it? Yeah. So who who was it? Um, RZA. RZA. I think RZA. Oh, RZA is one of the best producers of all time. So like, if you hear it's those tears, two, I, um, tears. Was yeah, it? tears. Yeah, with the Z. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit more smoother. Yes. Yes, it's like Sway kind of just, you sampled it, but you didn't use it at all once you transitioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I love how true to the song they stayed. It, it felt like a sample more than like a tr- uh, abrupt transition. In exactly. sense. Yeah. Okay. I feel it. No, but that, that was my first review of that sample. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh shit. Why do I know the sample from? I'm mm. like, Oh, it's a, from a hip hop track. I know that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, so that's my opinion on your opinions on your list. Cool. Um. My honorable mentions are just kick off while I'm here. Fake smile mm. uh, because of that sample. I just love the usage of samples when it's used correctly or like i'm like oh shit this sample fuck yeah. um break up with your girlfriend i'm bored was on my on short own. list as oh, well um i just felt like that was a great ending to the album mm. because it cemented the fact that she did not give a fuck anymore nope. and she's like yo this is toxicity at his best and i am like she's like i am in for it like this is like like i don't give a fuck anymore um and in my head it's my other one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What's your honorable mentions, John? Our honorable mentions overlap quite a bit, kind of. Oh, okay. Um, I only put two tracks on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, next. Okay, okay. It was on my honorable mention. Because of the pop commercial success? Yeah, pop commercial success. I think that is what gave a lot of attention to this album. Okay, okay. Um, Before, like, I think... Well, I think Thank You Next is probably more popular than Seven Rings, if I'm not mistaken. Thank You Next is her most, most streamed pop- song. Okay, there you go. And then I would say... I think so. In my head, for the same reason. Okay. Because, I, again, I love when when the beat switches. 
but still musically ties in really well <laughs> in a three minute. Fair enough. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Those, those are my two honorable mentions. All right. So my next question to you, we're going to flip the script here. Um, the No Scrubs track. So basically for this one, this is your first time being on this segment. Uh, no Scrubs. TLC in the late nineties uh, has a song had a song called No Scrubs. You know, you know how the song goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want no scrubs. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to cut out the wastemans. They want to cut out man mans who don't have a car. They want to cut out people who still live with their moms who can't pay the bills. Blah blah blah, such and such. So in that case, they want to cut out things that are unnecessary in their lives that aren't mm-hmm. benefit to them. So for this segment in particular, what is a song or two that you're able to cut and you're like, ah, yeah, I'm okay with cutting it. Or yeah, it would make the album better. I like I, I, I said earlier that the borderline song that almost made it on is Seven Rings, mm. but the song that I would cut is Makeup. I just... I'm going to shake your hand as well. Oh, we have the exact same and perfect. so song. <laughs> uh, so for me, it's like, it sounded too much like the other songs. Oh, uh, okay. okay. There, there was, it was too much similarity. I think a lot of this went into like Bloodline and Bad Idea, actually, I thought sounded yes. very similar. Yes, the, the message behind it. The message right? behind it. And the, like, I don't know. I just didn't like the place of where they had makeup. Mm. Uh, yeah. That's the song I gotta say. Makeup didn't mm. like it's not as good as the rest of the song in this album. Yeah, for me, makeup it doesn't make my list. Uh, well, it doesn't make my list for the album. It makes my no scrubs because I was like, I get the lyricism, but it's lacking one, two. The production sounds so bad. Like it's so, I don't know what's. It feels misplaced. It feels out of place. Sorry. Yeah. As I play the song. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it feels out of place. Yeah. I'm like, what? What? Like, I don't. I like you. Will make up when I do my makeup. Like, I, I don't. I don't get that hook. You and know. It didn't help that it was a slower paced song that transitioned right into Ghostin that I thought was stellar. Yeah. Like just the place of it. Yeah. Right after that, so da- bad idea, crazy good dance track, then makeup, which was like a mid be into ghosting that was a slow track i was uh-huh. like ah, i didn't like it yeah all right speaking of no scrubs we're gonna flip the script again what is your underrated tracks for this album i gotta go with fake smile as the underrated track just because it mm. doesn't get the love from everyone in general mm. i don't think the appreciation is there for how well the sampling was done mm. um and i love the message of the song mm. it's mm. like i don't like just i'm not gonna put on a fake smile things yeah. are rough like hey things are rough yeah, yeah like i'm not gonna try to pretend like everything's good when it's yeah. not good yeah yeah and that's her another element of her rawness showing right on this album yeah exactly um yours underrated? yeah so my underrated uh i don't have fake smile in there mm. Um, but for that reason, I would put there. Uh, you could convince me otherwise. Okay. Um, I have needy on there just because it could have mm-hmm. been the next single, or also like that very like that that it's like a, a Migos triplet that she did, like the yep. flow switch that was very underrated. Yep. In my head, very underrated as well, and also Ghostin. Ghostin should is yes. underrated like that. 
vocals, like the, the layering, like the just production work behind it, the, the how that sound, that song sounds so angelic. And at the same time, it's, it's like you said, the placement on the songs matter. So the song, how it's placed in here at like the two thirds to the half to two thirds of this album yeah. was very important. It was like the pivotal point. I would agree. Like Ghostin is like a nice little pause before you get the heavy hitters of seven rings yes thank you next yes so. yes 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 uh, in fact if, if seven rings and thank you next wasn't there it would have been the closing i think ghosting would have been the perfect closing to be honest with you just to, yeah to cut it out yeah to cut yeah. off the album yeah. so um that would live that would have left people just speechless like mm. people were like oh yeah what the fuck like yeah. you're just sitting on that right yeah. so um opposite of underrated overrated what is your overrated track or tracks from this album? I don't think you're going to like this one. But my overrated track on this album is the one that brought her a ton of commercial success. Seven Rings. Seven Rings. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The one song is the one that I'm like... Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It, it's a great like it's a great party song, but almost seemed misplaced on this mm-hmm. album. I feel like if it went on the following album, it would have been like, okay, I get it. But this one, it just... I don't know. I, I didn't like the way that it sat. And I part of it is because I think I heard it so much. Mm, the overplayedness of overplayedness it. of it. It's like it's like blinding lights by the weekend. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of stuff by the weekend, if I'm honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, for me, it's actually her other commercial success single from this album, Thank You Next. Mm. Again, like I alluded to earlier, much earlier before. Uh, I don't like a song that is based on uh that that carries with name dropping or um just her like i get it like i get why the title track is her biggest track but also i get the message behind it mm. but it's just more so like you could have placed this in a single only yep. and had this as an I album agree, man. I, like I the single before the album just like you didn't have to do what travis scott did with i don't know if you you listen to a lot of travis scott but Butterfly Fleck, when mm. that song came out, yeah. he had that song as a single and he inserted that into Astro World. And, and I felt, just, okay, I do, yeah. And Butterfly Fleck was like the in between the birds in the trap and then Astro World. And, and people like, just didn't sit, yeah, right. didn't, didn't sit right. You just added, you just squeezed in the single because you yeah. want to, same with Highest in the Room. You just mm. squeezed in singles in there just because they were big singles. Exactly. But yeah. it didn't flow with it, right? And, uh, mm-hmm. For this, I just felt thank you next should have been like the prologue mm. before the album. Yeah. Yeah. So, like the transition, right? So I can fully agree with that actually. Especially with the meaning the name calling. Yeah. You could have named this uh, I would have been fine with name naming like there's 12 songs on this album. I could name uh I would have been fine with naming any other of the eleven songs as your main title. Yeah. It would yeah, still yeah. make sense, you know. Um but in this case, um, we are talking about underrated and overrated. Um, why I'm turning my screen away is because um, we're going to play a new, oh, not a new game anymore, but new to you. And um, we're going to play a game called Slappers versus Crappers. Okay. So on Spotify only. Yes. We're going to have you guess three songs yeah. in order, one, two, and three, for Slappers, the most streamed songs. And you're going to Give me a ball, rough ballpark for, as, Ariana? for for this album. For this album. Yep. 
And for the crappers, it's just going to be the opposite, the least streamed song. So we'll oh. start off with the slappers first because, you know, let's start off with the positive side of things. So what do you think goes at the number third position? Or let's go number one position. Number one position for this album. Hey, y'all. As you heard, sadly, I do not have sponsors. But I do have very amazingly talented friends and apps that I like to share and shamelessly plug in here. The stunning and sleek hand-drawn and hand-painted logo that you've seen, go check my friend Ashley at her IG account at ashley.bydesign. That's A-S-H-E-L-Y dot B-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N for your creative and artsy needs. And now for a banger of an intro and outro, check out my musically talented mastermind friend, Dylan, at his IG account at ByDylan. That's at B-Y-D-I-L-L-E-N. For all of your music production and beats, two apps y'all need to try out, Canva, where I have created some of my social media content and promo from, and GroupPad. For the sick West Coast transitions you heard before this plug and right before we get back to the program. Now, go check them out and we'll be right back. That's funny. No pun intended. Okay. One of our albums is called Position. <laughs> it is called Position. I'm going to go with uh, Thank You Next for Seven Rings more popular. Okay, I'm going to go with Thank You Next one. Okay. Seven Rings 2. Okay. Three is gonna be break up with your girlfriend on board for your slappers. That's that's my order for for the three. Okay. Do you want to put a number on it? How many streams? Listens? How many streams How on many Spotify? Streams? Uh, I'm gonna say top two are probably two billion. Okay. And then uh, break up with your girlfriend probably. Over two or under two? Sorry. Over two. Okay. Over two. Okay. Uh, break up with your girlfriend. I'm going to go 1.4 billion. You almost had the order correct. Uh, Seven rings is first. Uh, okay. Thank you. Next is second. Yeah. Break up with your girlfriend's third. Okay. I had the top three, right? I mean, that was pretty easy. The top two. Almost close. Seven rings, one point. You're about 50, 50 million away from breaking a two billion point. Okay. Thank you. Next, uh, a little over 1.65 billion. Okay, I, I overshot. And then break up with your girlfriend, 865. Oh, so nowhere even close. Yeah, nowhere. 865? Yeah. Wow. So basically half of what thank, thank you next got. Um, actually, if we if we're talking about the Eight, most million million, oh, okay, okay. so if we're talking about the most streamed song by Ariana Grande, yeah, Seven Rings is her most successful song. Wow. Um, com- commercial. Commercial. Yeah. All right. So last three, uh, the least streamed songs, the crappers. Okay. My crap. Well, makeup better be the crapper of all crappers. <laughs> that's that's the I'm gonna stand by that one. That's gonna be at the bottom. Okay. Mm, bad idea is mm. gonna be the second from the bottom. Mm. And I'm unfortunately gonna guess fake smile. That's why it's underrated for me. Mm. 
How close am I? Very close, but not close enough. The least stream song is Makeup. Thank goodness. Uh, do you want to give me a number? How many streams do you think? 250 million. You're overshotting again. Oh, 150 million. 142 million. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, the second least streamed song on this album is actually Fake Smile. Okay. Um, with uh, a little under 205. Okay. And then the third least streamed song is, let me confirm, is actually Ghosting. Really? With a little under 219. Yep. Wow, yeah. that's a little shocking. Yep. And I think that's the thing. Like, we, we, we go back to it again. Like, her, her, her slower tracks are not very like yeah. commercially successful people like the high beat people like the singability people like i'm putting down money so bloodline is up there you're putting money uh, i'm pretty sure bloodline's gonna be probably number you're putting four. money I, I put money down we're live we're live you're putting money <laughs> how much how much money we're putting uh uh, it's a way of speech he's like i take that back i take that back but I'm thinking about this right now. Bloodline is was covered by Che Young of Twice. It's also a heavily choreographed song. Mm. Same with Bad Idea. I feel like Bad Idea is also a very easy choreographable song. Mm. And so I'm going to have those two as pretty high up mm. just because of that. And so um, I can see why those three are at the bottom three. This is, mm. my, this is my point. Mm -hmm. Am I right? So number five. Number four is in my head. Oh, number five is bad idea. Bad idea. Okay. And, These and, stream and, songs. Yeah, yeah. And okay. bloodlines number six. Okay, and, and that makes a ton of sense. Like I, those songs are very easily choreographable, so I can see why people won't listen to it. And also, they're like, it's twelve songs, but also you gotta understand there's the there's a factor that we we like. Luckily, this album doesn't shouldn't be affected that much by it. Yeah. But the listeners fatigue yeah when you start reaching near the end of the song and there's no that not that one single or that one song that captivates you mm -hmm. that pulls you right back in yeah you're you're you lost the audience you lost the listener right so mm -hmm. um my second last question here for you um this is one of the more controversial questions for you it's a two-parter yes is this album a classic album or not? So the two-parter is first here, first part of this. Is it a classic within Ariana's discography? And the second part, is it a classic album within the pop genre? Okay. Is it a classic album within Ariana's discography? I am going to make the argument yes. Okay. It, I, I think it's actually her best album. Okay. Um, I gotta give props to her. I don't think a lot of people know this, but this saw uh, this album, she co-wrote every single track. Mm -hmm. This was a year after the Manchester bombing. Oh, she shit. released it on the anniversary, I think, of the Manchester bombing. Okay, I could be okay. mistaken. Okay. Um, and um, sh her previous album, Sweetener, I really liked because Pharrell produced a ton of the tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because of that, it it sounded way off. It didn't sound album. like hers. No, yeah. it sounded like two different produced, like completely different sounds. Whereas this one was so cohesive, mm -hmm. it sounded like it was thought from one to twelve really well for the most part. 
Yeah, yeah. So I have this as a classic internet album. If you want to get a vibe of who she is, her vocal ability, this is it. Okay, okay. I also put this, I I want to envision, like, can I listen to this in concert? Mm. This album in concert? Mm. And it makes sense. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I could def- I would love to hear this one. Even mm. if it was all done acoustically. Mm-hmm. So classic in her case. Is yes. it classic in all of pop culture? I would say no mm. with the caveat. Okay. The caveat would be if we're looking for albums that define artists, mm. I'd, I'd say if you want to listen to, if you want to know Ariana, this has to be it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like, if you had Ed Sheeran, I think you have to go with Plus. Mm. If you had uh, Dua Lipa, you would have to go. Is it called Levitating with the album? Oh, uh, Future Nostalgia. Future, Future, Future Nostalgia. If you did Bruno, Mo- Bruno Mars, Mars, then you'd have to go with either Unorthodox Jukebox. I would go Unorthodox Jukebox. Yeah, probably. yeah. And then if you did Taylor Swift, personally, I love Red, but I don't think that's her most iconic. I think yeah. you gotta go even a little old, more OG. Yeah, the love or uh, uh, love story. Love story. Yeah, right? that, and, that album. And so for me, this is that for Ariana, but I don't think she has an album that can be considered a pop culture mm. must listen to. Mm, okay, okay, okay. All right. Uh, my opinions for this question. Um... I'm very curious. <laughs> So I, the funny thing was, again, I don't listen to Ariana's projects as a whole. So that's why this was hard because mm. I had to listen to every other project. Mm. Not as painfully. So it wasn't painful, but I had to listen to every <laughs> other project and kind of open up mm-hmm. um, that win- that door. And um, for me, within this, this discography, I feel like it's hard to say if it's, a classic or not but for right now I, i'm gonna say no because they're so like for me i know ariana through her singles mm. so sure. f- for her there's other albums like dangerous woman where mm-hmm. she has like more than just two singles yeah and more commercial success but this one that like like you said that shows who she is that that's a pivotal point that's the epitome of who her characters or where she gets her story or her rank mm-hmm. from is from this album. Yes, I do agree. But for her discography, I feel like for myself, it could be yes. But at the moment, I feel like there's other album. There's another album that could supersede that easily. Which one is that? Dangerous Woman. Dangerous Woman. One thing I do want to note about this album is, did you notice there's no features? All of her other albums have features. Yeah. This is the only one without any features. Yeah, so it was like J. Cole's 2014 Force Hills. And his best album, in my personal opinion. It is his best album. Yes, I do agree. This is magnum opus. But for, 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 again, J. Cole does not rely on singles. No, he does not. That's the problem. That's a difference, right? And uh, for J. Cole, you listen to his projects. Mm -hmm. Kendrick, on the other hand, you listen to his singles. But you also listen to his projects as well because the message he puts out. I don't know. I listen to Kendrick's projects. But you, but his his projects reached radio more. Mm. His singles, sorry. His singles, fair, fair, fair. Okay, fair. Like, look at Good Kid, Mad City. How many singles came out of that? <laughs> it's a great album. It, it's, it's one of the greatest. It's, it's one of the greatest hip hop albums yes. of all time. Yeah. Right. So, um, and then. So that one's like a no, but it could be a yes for, mm. for a discography, but in music genre, like in the pop genre, no. Mm. 
easily that's a no for me um when i listen when i see pop i see pop like i can name like several pop artists even mariah carey for example we're we're gonna use mariah carey because people like to compare these two together all the time there's more albums that are more pop like that that when you say pop they're there like they're cemented like like if you said name give me 50 vinyl records that would display what pop music is yeah she unfortunately she won't this be will, yeah this yeah she, she won't she be. has any album that would be in the 50s and that's the thing right and i can name like when we named her right taylor swift like yeah taylor swift probably has two or three yeah i, I would personally make that so yeah fair, fair, fair yeah fair. yeah and like even like names like you name like dua lipa i don't know if she'd be on there right ed sheeran she would be on there for sure oh, like ed, ed he'd, he'd be on there for sure yeah, yeah. right but like for female pop artists like it's it's hard to break out in that shell because mm-hmm. you're like you're either on the brink of being r&b or being pop mm-hmm. yeah like beyonce is she considered pop or is she considered r&b rihanna is she considered pop or is she considered r&b but if you put her into pop there's three albums you can toss on there already anti being one of them easily uh for rihanna I'm 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 I I I prefer more OG Rihanna. Yeah, I prefer more OG too. But then at the same time, for music critics, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. And then Beyonce, it's it's there's there's so many. Yeah, there's so many. Like even even the one right now, Renaissance. I did not Renaissance, but that's a conversation. But then Renaissance, arguably speaking, could surpass this album as a classic. Uh, just because of the house genre that she broke into, I like I said, I didn't like the album, so I'm. <laughs> He's saying I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep my takes. I'm about my tongue. I don't keep my takes. Honestly, I didn't like. I it's not my cup of tea either. I prefer the Drake's house album over that, but that's that's just I already put my input cool. when yeah. the album came out. So, yeah. um, all right. So moving on, last question here. Uh, rank this album out of a hundred. So score out of a hundred. Um, first two tier again. Um. Compared to Ariana's other albums, so score it out of that, and then compare it as an album as a whole. I have this out of a hundred at an eighty-seven. For the first part or the second part or both? Just collectively. A collective, okay. Collectively, um, hmm. interesting. As an album, it is a cohesive presentation. That it has been very well thought through. Mm-hmm. Um, the sound, even though it has multiple producers and she's known to use so many producers, mm-hmm. I still think all the songs flowed relatively well. Um, and the storyline that she was painting, the honesty, the same message throughout yeah. the album. And so yeah. um, as a whole, I think it's just very well thought through and the production quality is very high. At the same time, compared to the other albums, it's her best album, but I like I said, I don't think any of her albums deserve a ninety. Yeah, right. Like the nineties, yeah. the ninety, like ninety-five plus is like okay, the greatest pop albums of all time. The nineties are man; these are nice classic hits. I'll I'll give you a pop album that's a hundred, in oh. both spectrums. I don't know if I can ever give a pop album a hundred. I have one. Oh, I, I already did it. Oh, did you? Yeah. I only I only give ninety nines. Can't give a hundred. I give a hundred easily. Oh, for one. I gotta hear which one this is. Michael Jackson's thriller. Oh, true. That, that, That's a hundred. Ninety nine point 
<laughs> this guy's so oh, critical. Oh, <laughs> what a typical Asian. <laughs> so no, no, no. I was like, I feel like I, I, I have to leave room for. I don't know. I just can't give the hundred. I just can't. Give yeah, because then you're like, okay, then it's so easy to toss out hundreds, and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I got you, I got you. So eighty-seven is what I'm gonna give her on this album. Interesting. Can't get the ninety. Can't get the. Uh, just can't break into that sphere. Interesting. Unfortunately. Interesting. So for me, mm-hmm. you give this an 87. You said her album would never break the 90s, you said? All of what she's released, none of them has ever broken the 90s. 90s for me is classic, all to, uh, like in in that sphere. Okay. Like Taylor, would, like we said, would have had three. Beyonce, probably three in the 90s. Oh, Ed yeah. Sheeran has four in the Poss- 90s. Possibly, possibly. yeah. Possibly. Um, and so this for me is I hate Ed Sheeran. Oh, do you? <laughs> I I think he's lyrically and musically so gifted. Oh, lyrically he's great. His yes. voice is annoying. But, um, what about you? So going back on that opinion, I'm gonna make a very controversial take again. Mm-hmm. None of her work surpasses an 85. Mm, this is my only one that breaks 85. None of her work surpasses 85. Okay. Um, that's the thing. She really, for me, knowing her as a casual listener, mm-hmm. Ariana Grande stuff, if it's just based on her singles mm-hmm. and listening to all of her projects, mm-hmm. and this one is the most cohesive project in terms of thematic, in terms of flow, in terms of production, the other albums aren't as cohesive, and it's just a compilation of Singles. Singles, yes, agreed. So with that being said, as an album, it could never surpass 85 for me. Mm. For me, you have to have have some type of cohesiveness with the mixture of big singles as well and commercial success. Mm -hmm. That's why this one has one but not the other. And the other albums, like Dangerous Woman, in my opinion, has the most collective of songs. But from my opinion, there's no cohesiveness in that. I would agree with the So, out of 100 compared to our other albums, this is her second best album, in my opinion. And I rank it as 78 for her all her albums, which is very kind because 78. I... 78, wow. Because I... 80, eh? Because I gave... I given, I think, at least two to three albums in the past mm-hmm. with scores of 60s and 60s. Oh, wow. So, this one's a 78. And as an album as a whole... I'll be nice. I'm going to give it a 72. Okay. Yeah, I just feel like it still lacks that punch, even though seven... And that's the thing. That's the thing that still bites her in the ass, is that the commercial success from two of her biggest songs of all time, her biggest song of all time, Seven Rings, has overshadowed this project as what it should be and takes away from its shine. Okay, does the fact that the two top songs here are touching two billion streams affect the, the that like the commercial success for those songs are through the roof? Yeah, but then you look at the other songs in terms of how of the views, the streams, and the shit. Streams, okay, two billion versus two hundred million. Is that her? Was that the bottom one? Her bottom one was one hundred forty-one. Mm. Everything on average was around 200, 250. So it's like, whoa, what the hell? You know what I mean? So it's like, so 
where's all this love, right? You know what I mean? Like we talk about the weekend so much. Mm-hmm. The weekend, his after hours album, arguably speaking, is his most successfully commercial album. Blind Lights is one of the highest streaming songs ever. Yeah, if not yeah. right now, it is the highest streaming song. And with that being said, After Hours arguably is his magnum opus. Yeah. Most reflective of who he is as an artist. And yeah. But if you look through the album, there are songs that doesn't make the radio that could make the radio. Mm. That has a potential. That still doesn't get overshadowed by just Blinding Lights or uh, Save Your Tears. I think there's a lot of songs on this album that are just underappreciated. That's that's the reason why I said as an album, okay, it gets a lower score because of the the Achilles, I guess. The fact that she has two songs that are absolutely that out of this world in yeah. terms of commercial success that doesn't give this album enough shine. Okay, fair, and and that's what's hurting this album's success, in my opinion. Mm. But as a thematic, as a cohesive project. It is her most cohesive project, in my opinion. Okay. Yep. Agree with that statement. But in terms of like, even this, that's why Dangerous Woman for me is her best album because every song has its own stage, has its own range of success, and it's not overshadowed by just one song. Dangerous Woman, you had side to side, you had all these other mm-hmm. other tracks. Yeah. But none of them was this. No, I agree. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? Yep. So, uh, but yeah, so that that's my opinion. Uh, I know I'm very critical of her, but um, this is just, again, knowing her from her own singles, that's the opinion I gathered from it. Right? I, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I can see the case for a below 80s ranking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't toss out a lot of 90s out there. There's only been two... I think I definitely tossed out one perfect hundred. Mm-hmm. And then there's one more album, which I almost tossed out another perfect hundred. 2014 Forest Hills. Mm, okay. I haven't done Good Kid Mad City yet. And that might be my third. I even done Astroworld and that wasn't even a hundred. Astroworld is... Cohesive Project? Yes. And almost near cohesive project. Yeah, I, I probably have Astro. I don't know if Astro World I would still probably have under 90. I would I have it in high 90s. Oh, do you? Oh. But at the same time, it's just one of those albums where I'm like it's one of those albums where I'm like like is it a hundred? Are there songs on there that doesn't match to the level of sickle mode? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yes, so Sigamode, yeah, just stands out just way. Sigamode's one of those songs that overplayed that I fucking hate now too. But at the same time, when you hear it, you're like, oh shit, it's actually fucking lit. Yep. Yep. Right? But at the same there's albums out there where I'm like, okay, like Forest 2014 Forest Hill Drives. All the songs have the same or if not like the same mm-hmm. range of success that's reachable. Okay, but no role models of is By that far, one. Yeah, 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 exactly. But then you have, like, you can make argument. What's the second? There's, like, five. You're fair. Yep. Right? Uh, was uh, was Love Yours on there? Mm, I gotta pull this up. Fire Squad. I know that. Get Off My Dick was on there. Wet Dreams. <laughs> Wet Dreams. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
Love your love yours was. Yeah, exactly. So there's like four fucking songs that you could put on her on your, as their second top biggest top singles. Agreed. Yep. Right. So, uh, but with that being said, that's it for the show today. Um, thank you for hopping on. Really appreciate it. Um, before we let you go here, uh, please recap your list of top five songs from Ariana Grande's, I guess, fifth project. Uh, thank you. Next. Uh, from five to one. At five, we have Ghostin. At four, we have Imagine. Number three was Break Up with Your Girlfriend on Board. Number two was NASA and ASA. And number one, Fake Smile. All right. Thank you, John, for your time today. I really appreciate it. It's been a while. Brother, thank you for having me. Hopefully, we can get you back on again. Um, my list right here, just to recap, Bloodline and number five, Ghost and number four, number three, Bad Idea, number two, Needy, and number one, Seven Rings, her biggest song. Yes, I'm basic. Um, before we let you go here, where can the followers find you at home? Or if you use social media anymore. The only social media I have and it's all photos of my travels is uh, on IG and it's at J-Y-K-L-A-M. All right, perfect. Um, I know I secured, potentially have secured this guy for another uh, podcast in the summer, springtime. We'll see what when we meet next one, we'll have an opportunity. But um, hopefully he can hop on for another Kanye, or maybe a Kanye, maybe a Kid Cudi album. We'll see. Just got to talk it out and see yeah. what else is next. But it was a pleasure having you on. Um, again, I think it was, I feel like you're a right addition to this mm. segment because you are very critical of what you listen to and you give up yeah. very like you listen to all aspects of the song right and you, you can hear it and mm-hmm. that the flow and you have a different uh way of you uh breaking down um these songs that uh then everyone else does and yeah. everyone else has their own ways too right so Always. but thank you for hopping i really appreciate your wisdom today um but for our listeners at home if you enjoyed this podcast or if you have an album you want to break down or a house party theme or anything that you want us to talk about, uh, feel free to hit us up our IG account at BB Shop Quintet Podcast or email us at BB Shop Quintet Podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can give us a follow, a five-star review on Apple Pod and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms and let us be your top five of the day. Cheers.